this is Kayla. Hi, this is Comfort. And this is High Crime. High Crime! <laughs> <laughs> and we are still quarantined. Woo! Which is, last week was just like a rough week, so I didn't put out an episode. Long story. But anyway, this story I found really interesting because one of the articles on it was the headline was trial by Twitter. Ooh. Yeah. It's just like really captivating. So that, yeah. So, okay. On July 6th, 2012, Skylar niece snuck out of her bedroom window and could be seen by grainy security camera footage hopping into a car. She was never seen alive again. Skylar was 16. She was an honor student. She loved to read. She loved social media, of course. And she also had a job at Wendy's and she loved her job and she never missed a shift. I had multiple jobs in fast food when I was high school and I can tell you I absolutely did not love them. Nope. I <laughs> Panera Bread. And oh, really? Yeah. That's a horrible place for a girl to work because the carbs. Yeah. Ugh, those bread bowls. <laughs> oh, fuck. They're so good, though. I know. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so Skylar was friends with Sheila Eddie, Edie, and Rachel Schof. Uh, they went to the same high school in West Virginia. Skylar had known Sheila since she was eight, but Sheila and Skylar met Rachel in freshman year of high school. So they were best friends. Now they're a trio. I feel like I feel like we've all been part of a trio at one point and oh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's never think of all the shows that are like about friends like friends is six people like three people is not good because no. there's always a struggle like if you're looking if you're looking at friends again the six as a whole great non-threatening mm-hmm. but then when you focus in on the three guys and the three girls, there's always tension. Like who's the best friend, Ross or Joey or like, yeah, there's always more drama. What's in the trio. There's always, there's always one person in the trio. Who's like the main person, mm-hmm. AKA the most confident girl. Yep. And so then the other two are struggling for, to, for power. And I've been in those friendships. Like I've, but I'm like the person, like, I'm not like when someone is being like, oh, you're my best friend, da, 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 and like posting all this shit, mm-hmm. like I'm not the one to be like, I'll do even more. Like I'm just like, whatever. I'm not yeah. dealing with that. You can have them. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> it's like, what is, what is the competition? What is the fight? Yeah. It's just not worth it. Okay. So the trio were inseparable. Uh, many said Skylar was kind of like the mom of the group, like the glue kind of. Um, the other two, their parents uh, divorced. And meanwhile, Skylar was an only child and her parents, like, like she was their everything. They wanted the best for her. They encouraged her, supported her. But I mean, I can kind of relate to Skylar because her mom was like, I would hear her on the phone giving Sheila all kinds of hell. Don't be stupid. What were you thinking? She's like, I feel like I can relate to that. Yeah. But then her mom was like, but Sheila was so much fun. She was always silly and doing crazy stuff. The nieces thought of Sheila as one of their own. She went, it was the kind of situation like when she came over, she wouldn't even knock. She'd just like walk into the house. Oh, snap. She was really comfortable. Yeah. Rachel came from a very strict Catholic family. 
So she was kind of mesmerized by Sheila because Sheila was very much like latchkey kid, like lots of freedom. Mm. You know, she had sex in high school. Like oh. she's she's very yeah, like yeah. she's very she you know, she's like the yeah, stereotypical like free spirit. Yeah. And so especially like having been raised strict Catholic, like so she so in this in this trio, it seems like Sheila's kind of the like Regina George. And then, you know, the other two are kind of fighting for her attention. Right. In 2012, things weren't going so great for the trio. Skylar tweeted stuff like, You're a two-faced bitch and obviously fucking stupid if you thought I wouldn't find out. Yikes. Yeah. In the spring of 2012, Skylar also tweeted, Too bad my friends are having lives without me. (laughs) So, and like I said, Friendship friendship trios are hard. Like, I get it. Uh, Skylar, like, didn't want to feel left out. A classmate of theirs, Daniel Havatter, I don't know, uh, said that Sheila and Skylar were fighting a lot. He said, one time sophomore year, me and Rachel were at practice for Pride and Prejudice, and Rachel had her phone up to her ear, and she was laughing. She was like, listen to this. Sheila and Skylar were fighting but Skylar didn't know Sheila had put her on three-way calling and Rachel was listening in. Like what? that's some like Regina George shit. That is straight up. Some toxic ass yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. On June 9th, Skylar shared a retweet that said, won't miss anyone from school over summer. Cause if we're really friends, we'll hang out. If we aren't, we won't. <laughs> so dramatic. So high school. <laughs> She also tweeted, just know I know. She's very Ooh. like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the next day posted, hope you don't expect me to give a fuck anymore. Hashtag bye. Hashtag. Hashtag bye. Yep. That's deep. <laughs> when someone hashtags you bye, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> then comes July 6th, 2012. Grainy camera footage shows Skylar getting into a sedan after sneaking out of the house. The next day, she didn't show up for her shift at Wendy's, which was not like her. She never missed a shift. And the niece family knew something was wrong because she hadn't taken like a phone charger, toothbrush. Uh, Her mom said her contact lenses were still in her bedroom and her hair straightener. She hated her curly hair. She wouldn't leave home without that. So clearly she wasn't planning on running away. Yeah. On August 22nd, Sheila posted on Facebook, Skylar, come back. I seriously can't deal with school without you. I miss you too much. Skylar's dad replied, she will be home soon, honey. Love you. And Sheila said, love you too. The nieces received a call from Sheila later that day. She proceeded to tell me that her, Skylar, and Rachel had snuck out the night before and that they had driven around Star City, were getting high, and that the two girls had dropped her back off at the house. The story was they had dropped her off at the end of the road because she didn't want to wake us up sneaking back in. Wow. So that's what Skylar's mom thought had happened. The story seemed plausible at first, but not enough to withstand, you know, a fucking murder investigation. Yeah. Uh, Sheila told officers that she and Rachel picked Skylar up at 11 p.m. and dropped her back off before midnight. However, the surveillance surveillance footage showed Skylar leaving 
at 12.30 a.m. and then isn't seen again. So, obviously, like, they're already lying. Yeah. Sheila and her mother helped canvas the neighborhood for Skylar on July 7th, but at this point, Rachel was already at her Catholic summer camp for two weeks. Rumors were swirling. People were saying Skylar went to a house party and OD'd on heroin. Corporal Ronnie Gaskins said people told him the teenager had died at a party. People there had panicked and they disposed of the body. Star City Police Officer Jessica Colbank, however, felt some female intuition that something was wrong. Their stories were verbatim the same. No one's story is exactly the same unless it's rehearsed. Everything in my gut was saying, Sheila is acting wrong. Rachel is scared to death. So I love that it's, you know, a female officer who was like, no, there's something wrong. Yeah, (laughs) there's something weird going on. A look at Skylar's diary seemed to show tension in the trio. Skylar seemed jealous of Sheila for all her partying and hooking up with guys. Her mother shared one of the entries from Skylar's diary. On August 21st, 2011, she detailed a night at Rachel's house when the three girls raided Rachel's mother's liquor cabinet. They got drunk, and Sheila and Rachel proceeded to make out in every way you possibly can outside of actually fucking. So Skylar was locked in the bedroom with them and afraid to leave because Rachel's mother would find out they'd gotten into the liquor. So she's having to sit there watching them make out because she didn't want them to get caught. Uh, And apparently she was very uncomfortable. Wow. Two weeks later, Skylar tweeted, I'd tell the whole school all the shit I have on everyone, which is a lot. Hashtag if I could get away with it. So maybe she was talking about the two girls hooking up. Who knows? So, yeah, everything seems suspicious, but you can't arrest someone on a hunch. So they had to just keep investigating Skylar's life and keep an eye on Sheila and Rachel And in this case, social media revealed a lot. And there was a lot to go through. Uh, Daylene Berry, who co-authored Pretty Little Killers, said between July 4th and 10th, Sheila wrote or received 5,215 text messages or phone calls. That means on average, she was interacting with her phone 869 times per day, an inordinate amount of time with a machine. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the, day before the, di- the day before she disappeared, Skylar tweeted, Sick of being at fucking home. Thanks, friends. Love hanging out with you, too. And you doing shit like this is why I can never completely trust you. Clearly, things are not going well. The three of them fighting led police in the direction of Rachel and Sheila after Skylar's disappearance. State trooper Chris Berry thought that this was kind of oh that this was the kind of homicide where the murderer would want to brag about their crimes so he figured the truth would come out. Right. In the meantime he created a fake online persona of an attractive teenage boy who, who went to the same high school as the girls and then they so they could observe their how they were acting on social media and they observed Sheila as perky while Rachel was reserved also neither of them seemed to be upset at all about the fact that their best friend was missing they weren't even mentioning it and Sheila even posted a photo of just her and Rachel at one point that's crazy 
On November 5th, 2012, Sheila posted, no one on this earth can handle me. And Rachel, if you think you can, you're wrong. Yeah. People started to suspect them. The pair became more and more secluded from everyone else except except for each other. And their body language when they were being interviewed by the police was telling. As described by FBI Special Agent Morgan Spurlock, Rachel's nonverbal cues made her look nervous. She would play with her hair, clicking the button on a pen or drawing on the table with her finger while we were trying to talk to her. However, Sheila had great posture. Her hands were folded on the table. She'd look you in the eye and speak matter-of-factly. She wanted to know what we were thinking, what we thought. And she would apologize for changing her story so many times. She would use excuses like, it was late, or I wasn't keeping track of the time. She would try to layer her perception of events that happened with a cloud of doubt over some of the facts that we could stick to her. We sometimes don't even see that with career criminals. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this girl knows what she's doing. Then Officer Colbank realized that the car from the surveillance footage was Sheila's fucking car. So they found the car uh, later at on surveillance at a convenience store in Blackstone, West Virginia. However, Rachel and Sheila had said that they went east that night. So that was like their first, well, not the first, but that was one thing where they had firmly caught them in a lie. Mm -hmm. And then it seemed this, you know, Sheila was kind of just like being her normal self and tweeting crazy shit and whatever. But Rachel seemed to kind of be unraveling Mm -hmm. a little bit. And it all came to a head on December 28th, 2012. And Rachel's mom called 911. So, yeah, she was screaming. She just gave me a black eye. Come help me. I can't. My 16-year-old's out of control. So Rachel was admitted to the Chestnut Ridge Center, a mental health facility. At 5.25 p.m. that day, Sheila tweeted, Wow, literally worst night of my life. And at 10.32 p.m., Ugh, hope my girl Rach is okay. Love you. On January 3rd, 2013, Sheila, who had tried and failed to visit Rachel at Chestnut Ridge, posted a picture of the two at last reunited, smiling with the caption, finally got to see Rach. In the photo, Rachel looks strained, probably because she's wearing a fucking wire. What? Yeah, that day she'd gone from the hospital to her lawyer's office. He called the U.S. Attorney's Office and told them she was willing to talk to them if they could work out a deal. Wow. Yeah. Now, at this point, detectives figured, as all the rumors had suggested, that what happened was the trio had done drugs at a party, Skylar had OD'd, they got scared, they tried to cover it up, you know, they thought that's what happened. So they were pretty fucking shocked when Rachel blurted out, we stabbed her. What? Yeah. Apparently, Skylar's brutal murder had been a month in the making. 
They ag- Shit, they were planning this? Yeah. Mm-mm. They agreed one day in science class that they should kill her. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's hilarious. Like passing notes, but they were planning a fucking murder. In science class. Can you imagine class, in I fucking can't. science class, you're 16? Hey, you know, so and so's been annoying me lately. Why don't we kill her? Circle yes or no if you want like, to kill her tonight. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? This is the best part. They wanted to do it before Rachel had to leave for Catholic summer camp. Like the irony of that, like, hurry, we have to murder her before you leave for summer camp about God. It's ridiculous. So the night of the murder, Rachel took a shovel from her dad's house. Sheila brought two knives from her mother's kitchen. They also brought cleaning supplies and a change of clothes. So this is like the most premeditated. Like, there's no getting around that. Skylar just assumed they were going to drive and hang out because they had previously gone to Brave, which is a small town in Pennsylvania, and they had gone there before to smoke. And Sheila and Rachel did bring pipes with them. So she was like, oh, we're just going to drive and go to the woods and get high. Right. Rachel Rachel and Sheila were both wearing hoodies, even though it was summer and incredibly hot outside and the reason they were wearing it was to hide the knives they each had in their sweatshirts but Skylar didn't think anything of it because why would she she like she thought she was going to smoke with her best friends yeah once they got to Pennsylvania you know they get out of the car they're in the woods Skylar thought they were getting ready to smoke Rachel said on three well, no, she did not count them in. She counted them in to kill to kill her. She said on three, <laughs> and then are so childish. <laughs> and then Rachel and Sheila jumped Skylar from behind and began stabbing her. And they jumped her. They jumped her. Wow, punks. <laughs> yeah. So initially, Skylar. Like, I mean, she put up a, a fight for being so completely blindsided. You go, girl. She yeah. ran, but then they stabbed her in her knee so she couldn't run away again. Fuck. And Skylar just kept asking. That's like your Achilles. Why? Oh. Yeah. When, author- when authorities asked Rachel why, she said, we just didn't like her. Excuse me? I've had that happen too. You know what I did? I stopped fucking hanging out with them. Yeah. Before I, like Yeah. Excuse me? First of all, you're gonna plan a murder a month in advance, do it in science class, then you wanna count yourself in on when you're going to jump me and kill me. And then when the time comes, you you just say, Oh, I just didn't like you. Huh? The f- I feel like the like I would have taken oh her sneakers were like dirty and I just it just took me to the edge rather than I just didn't like you. Well, especially because they were best friends for so long. Like they yeah. were a trio. She knew Sheila since she, they were eight. Oh no, that makes it so much worse. And it's just like I feel like it could be kind of that horrible teenage entitlement where yeah. it's just like, you know what? 
we were friends. You bother me now. I don't want to be friends with you. Instead of just being a mature person and being like, well, I'll be friends with these people instead. They're like, no, you need to get off the fucking planet. Like you can't be (laughs) a part of, you can't be a part of my world anymore, which like, I'm going to be honest. That's usually kind of how I work with exes, Mm -hmm. but not in a sense that I actually need them to be dead. They're just dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's I would never I would never ever wish any harm to anyone. Right. I'm just like once you burn me to that extent, I'm just like, okay, I will not al- like I'm unfollowing you. I'm not going to fall into that hole. Right. Like I don't think about you. But like just fucking do that. Yeah. Like you don't have to like it's all like all these fucking spouses who don't want to get divorced and kill their wives or their husbands. Just fucking split up. Just split up, please. Unfollow. Yeah. Just move on. It's so much easier. Oh. And like, you do less work, I'll tell yeah. you that. Okay. <laughs> In January 2013, Rachel tried to show investigators where in the Pennsylvania woods they had hidden Skylar's body. But this was Pennsylvania and it was January. So it had snowed. Yeah. The next day, Sheila tweeted... First time I've ever been completely speechless, dot, dot, dot. Holy fuck. And then she tweeted, walk straight through hell with a smile. Oh, she's insane. On the 15th of January, she tweeted, you don't even know the amount of shit you have caused. Okay, I'm sorry. I I, I just have to stop you really quickly because, again, (laughs) who is this person? And, like... What the amount of shit I've caused? Maybe you just have a shitty life, or like maybe you just like think shitty of yourself. That has nothing to do with me. Like, why are you <laughs> trying to kill me? They're I don't know. They're very very fucked up because there I have more tweets to read you. <laughs> On January twenty second, Sheila tweeted, "God, this is the dumbest thing ever." Wonder if there's a law and order SVU where they don't figure it out. No, she did not bring law and order SVU into this. She did. She tweeted. She did not. Yeah. Wonder if there's an episode where they don't figure it out. Nope. Olivia would never. (laughs) Olivia would never. How dare you? (laughs) She would especially make sure that you guys would get it. I can't. Uh, On January 28th, Rachel tweeted there's so much i regret but i'm on a new path and i seriously couldn't be happier you know what bitch i don't care if you're happy yeah. or not you don't get to kill someone and then be like "Ooh, that was rough but i got through it right now i'm better Hashtag no 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 my best life no fuck after. you uh on february 2nd she tweeted this bitch is not gonna ruin my life all over again Then on March 8th, she tweeted, (laughs) now this is, so Sheila's best tweet was, I wonder if there's a Law & Order SVU where they don't figure it out. Yeah, that's iconic. Um, So then Rachel's best tweet is, on March 8th, she tweeted, my past is my past. Oh, no. Move the fuck on. (laughs) She just said, move the fuck on about a murder. Oh, What? (laughs) Sorry, sorry, babe. There's no statute of limitations on murder. When they ask her, hey, did you kill her? Can we just move the fuck on? Yeah, get out of my past, bitch. Living my best life. I oh can't. Oh my god. 
So they were not, even though they, they were taken to the spot in January, they weren't actually able to confirm it was Skylar until March 13th. Rachel, having showed them where it was, uh, was char- she was charged with murder. Sheila seemed to tr- be trying to play cover up. She tweeted, the pain is real. Rest easy, Skylar. You'll always be my best friend. I miss you more than you could ever know. Oh, oh she knows. It I gets Skylar haunts them. It gets so much worse. On March 31st, 2013, which is my sister's fucking birthday, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for ruining that for me. <laughs> Sheila, well, because this one is really bad. Like, get ready. You're going to lose it. Sheila was tweeting with a friend Mm -hmm. and one of her responses was, we really did go on three. Uh, Are you kidding me? She tweeted that. She literally tweeted that. We really did go on three. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh man. If I was (laughs) the parent on three. Yeah. Okay. And then now at this point, she seems to be kind of just going full crazy bitch because throughout April, she tweeted, if only you knew you'd shit right down your leg. Then she tweeted, I hate when people blame their own actions and choices on others. Deal with it. She also tweeted, ain't no rest for the wicked. I hate seeing or hearing things that remind me of you because you're the last person I want to be reminded of. And I've closed enough windows to know you can never look back. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Sheila is really something else. She sure is. Calm down, Sheila. She's like, she's like Regina George plus Tracy Flick from election. Plus Nancy Downs from the craft. That's a lot. Cause you gotta, cause she has the kind of like ruthlessness and she wants to be like, you know, queen bee. But then she's also like fucking murderous and evil. So is she more of like a Blair or a Veronica? Probably a Veronica. Sawyer? Or are you talking Riverdale or are you talking Heathers? What? What? Who is the girl that like would randomly pop up in Gossip Girl? She was also in Buffy the Vampire and she's Charlotte the... the, Harriet the Spy. Harriet. Harriet. Yeah, yeah. Harriet Um, the Spy. I forget her name, but I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? She was like on ice skating... Um. Yeah, they're kicking in. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh, we made we made well. Comfort made some special brownies, and we've been playing with doses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we pretty much were talking shit about the edibles, and we're like, we'll just take more. And I Which think I think is the common air of edibles. Mm-hmm. They they heard what they heard us. They're like, yeah, we're coming. It's like when anyone in like any horror movie when they like sass a ghost and the ghost is like, well, now your hair's on fire. Yeah, I don't know, whatever they do, they would do that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Harriet the Spy, since we we don't know her name right now, 
um, she like randomly comes in different seasons in Gossip Girl, but she like causes all this. Like, Georgina, right? Georgina, yes. <laughs> yes. She yeah. seems like a Georgina. Because Georgina yeah. like goes to extremes yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and does not know when to stop. And like things will get really crazy. Yeah. So I yeah. think she's more of Regina Georgina. Yeah. <laughs> Investigators matched blood samples in Sheila's trunk to Skylar's DNA. So that's the end of that, Sheila. She was arrested May 1st, 2013 in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. (laughs) I would love to be at that Cracker Barrel seeing her get arrested (laughs) in front of the rocking chair. Yes! (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I fucking love a Cracker Barrel. I know. Let me be honest. The last two times I went to the East Coast... My mom, I went once with my mom and I, we went for breakfast and ate the most hash uh, brown casserole. And then my I mom, my dad and I went and again, and that time we were there for lunch and I got the dumplings mm. and oh my God. I love their biscuits. Yes. Their biscuits so and gravy. Good. Yes. Oh. You gotta get their blackberry jelly though with the oh biscuits. Oh my God. It's everything there. It's so fattening and so bad for you and so delicious. I can only go to the PA one because I don't think there's one in Jersey. So we always oh. go to PA. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, yeah. So she was, she was worried people would see her in the cop car. Like the, the cop, <laughs> one of the cops was joking and she was like, I don't want anyone to see me. Like, can they see me? And they're like, Yes, you're getting, you're being charged with murder. Like, (laughs) you're not invisible. So she also asked an officer for something to put her hair up, which she's like, you're being arrested for your best friend's murder. Like, why the fuck are you worried about your hair right now? And then this is the best. She said, don't put me in with any mean people. Bitch, you're a murderer. Girl, what? Like. You don't get to choose. Ugh. She was charged with first-degree murder, for which she pled guilty in January 2014. She received a life sentence with the possibility of parole in 15 years. Oh, hell no. She does not need to be on parole. No. At Rachel's sentence, prosecutor Marsha Ashdown said, Rachel Schoaf described the scene as having lots of blood. Rachel Schoaf estimated that Skylar was stabbed 10 times before she died. And she explained that during the attack, Skylar's neck made weird sounds and they both continued to stab her until those noises stopped. Surely for this oh-so-adult crime of cold-blooded planned premeditated murder, there is no proper sentence other than an adult sentence. Yeah. Because remember, they're, these are young teenagers, mm-hmm. but they were tried as adults because it was so brutal. Yeah, and it was pre like if it's pre if they can get you on it being premeditated, like you're fucked. Yeah, it but it clearly sounds premeditated. Oh, it absolutely was one hundred percent. They times. even they even wore certain clothes to yep. hide. They brought certain things from home. They brought a fucking change of clothes. Like, oh yeah, they they had a plan. Out. Retired FBI profiler Jim Clemente, who, fun fact, went on to write for Criminal Minds, which is, like, one of my favorite crime-related shows ever because I think the profiling is so fucking cool. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, I love Criminal Minds. Mm -hmm. Also, forever crush on Reed. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love him so much. He is so weird and perfect. So Jim Clemente said, Sheila would never have killed on her own. It took the two of them, sort of a dominant and a submissive, plus social media, which adds distance and anonymity. They had all this time to build up this plan and this fantasy, which was separated from Skylar. Rachel Rachel was guilty of second-degree murder and received a 30-year sentence. She likely, well, she likely received the lesser sentence since she had been working with the police and showed where the body was and everything. Um, she would then be eligible for parole in 10 years. Skylar's family, not surprisingly, didn't think the pair deserved any leniency. Her father said, they're both sickos and they're both exactly where they need to be, <laughs> away from civilization, locked up like animals, because that's what they are. They're animals. They're both sickos. <laughs> hmm David Neese, this is sad. David Neese now visits a tree in the woods in Pennsylvania that is decorated with pictures of Skylar. He said, I wanted to take the horrible thing that happened here and try to turn it into something good. A place that people can come and remember Skylar and remember the good little girl that she was and not the little beast that they treated her like. That's rough. Yeah. The Nice family, though, they also helped to pass Skylar's Law, which requires that the state issue Amber Alerts for all missing children, even those not believed to be kidnapped. Which is, I mean, I don't think it would have actually helped in this case because her parents didn't know she was missing until it was too late. Right. But that is important because I know, like, reading cases from like the seventies and eighties is so frustrating because this like parents know their kids, you Mm. know, you mean you even just someone you're living with. Like, I feel like we're familiar enough with each other's schedules that if I just wasn't here for a few days, you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so like these parents are like, no, like my kid would not miss, you know, gymnastics or her shift at Wendy's, you know, whatever. So if something's wrong, they know and they'll go to these cops and they're like, you know, oh, well, maybe they ran away. Kids, you know, can kid like that was like the biggest thing in the 70s. They had some idea in their head that even though like I feel like every kid at some point has been like, I'm running away. And then you like run down the block. Right. That's not really running away. And yet somehow in this entire fucking decade, every time doesn't matter if they were. 16 years old or two and a half they if they're like oh they're missing how many hours it's well it's been like eight hours and it's like kids run off yeah like it literally doesn't matter how old they were Mm -hmm. four years old they'd be like ah they probably ran away no they didn't they didn't they depend on their family for stuff at that age and there's like an unsettling feeling you get knowing your child's not there so i'm sure they knew something was like oh yeah they knew immediately uh and so it's it, so, like, at least that's nice. Yeah. Because now, if even if you don't think they're kidnapped, maybe they, they they just might be in some kind of danger. It's They're allowed to issue these Amber Alerts now, which is probably has saved lives. Yeah. So that's cool. It's always – it's nice when you see the family does something like like – puts their grief into something good because I know it's so easy to let it just kind of totally – take over you yeah um so at least there's that but that's just such a crazy 
I feel like that's like one of the big cases of the whole kind of children of social media. Yeah. You know, like the, the idea that you could look through these tweets and see, oh, they're starting to fight. Oh, they're really mad at each other. They don't trust each other. And even confirming possibly details of the fucking crime. Like we we went on three, like people really don't think, they really don't think about what they're saying and who can see it. Like I definitely, I'm sure that you could pull up a tweet that I'd be embarrassed about, but I would never tweet anything that if like someone stumbled upon it, I would be, you know, mortified. Yeah. But also just like, even with the social media thing, like on Snapchat, you can see where, where your like friends are like on the map. Like it tells you like what city, where they are right now. So like, imagine if like someone was, Checking out like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I saw her at, in this location at the park at that time, which is crazy to me. <clears throat> Social media has that much, like, impact on that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just, you got to be smarter, I guess. Well, well, it is it is definitely a risk. I know Sloan was talking in one episode about when you're taking selfies, make sure if you have glasses on or something, that you're not reflecting anything that gives away, like, the detail of oh. where you are. Wow. Uh, especially if you have maybe a, a scary ex or a stalker or something like yeah. that, which is a good tip. And then another tip, like I was just watching uh, the show Prodigal Son. I've been like really obsessed with because it's another profiling show. Mm-hmm. And they had an episode where this influencer, someone was able to find her because she geotagged all of her social media posts. So he, so this killer was able to just find her. What do you mean? Like she just like set her location? Yeah. Like when you're on Instagram and it's like, if you're at like Universal Studios and you're like at Universal Studios, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Like, so then someone knows where you are. Yeah. So don't do that. I mean, I post, I post pictures like obviously from Disney and shit, but like maybe not when you're still there. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. That is some scary stuff. Yeah, the thing is, like, there's a lot of great things that come from technology and from the internet and being more connected, but there's also, if you have a dark mind, which, unfortunately, a lot of people do, you can also, there's a lot of scary ways that you can use it to take advantage of people. I suppose you want to go back to my Instagram and, like, delete locations. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, wasn't there. (laughs) I just, I know, I was just listening to Parcast has this podcast called The Dark Side Of, which, mm-hmm. like, I fucking love the premise of that. And they literally would just be like, The Dark Side Of movies or like, yeah. And so they have a whole series on dating. And I was listening to one about people getting scammed uh, from dating apps and how there's like, you know, a lot of, like, we were talking about scams earlier. Yeah. And like this woman who ended up losing, like, I mean, I feel bad for her. She was, like, in her 50s. Her husband had died, and so she, like, just wanted to have a partner again, and she finds this person who's, like, kind of near her age, and he's this English guy, and he's charming. Yeah. And she ended up sending him over a million dollars by the end of it because it was, it you know, it was small increments what? at first and then How? more money. And then finally, he fucking – he just revealed who he was, and – so he had said he was like this uh, 53-year-old British man, but he was actually like like a 20-something. He was in a complete different part of the world, and he 
yeah, he just was like, basically like, thanks and fuck you. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Which is also the danger of like, I'm not going to shame how anybody meets anyone, but if you are in a relationship with someone that you have not video chatted with, maybe don't send them money until you know for sure who they yeah. are. Yeah. That it- happens so much on catfish and it's so sad. Yeah. But like also it's just common sense. Like I'm not trying to be insensitive, but like I think though when you're in love, you the the logic you would use like the the logic you would use if for example you asked me for advice might not necessarily be what I would tell myself in the same situation. Oh uh, yeah. If I yeah. was too far gone in the way of like, you know, star eyes or heart eyes. Yeah. Cuz love makes you do a lot of crazy stupid things. things, yeah. And then like once you're in that stage, you're just like, ah. Uh. Uh, you don't when you're see in clearly. it, you're in it. Yeah, you don't see clearly at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because I think about some relationships I've had, and I think about even one thing that happened in the relationship, and I'm just like, man, if one of my friends told me about that, I would be <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And it's just funny what we'll tell ourselves. But we'll so, I mean, with, I yeah. think probably just – yeah, just being like in it too deep, but I don't know. It's it's easy to judge from the outside, but still just like yeah, try to be safe. It's scary. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> it also kind of made me think of all the guys on dating apps now who like don't give a fuck about the quarantine and are just like <laughs> Like, I've literally seen people who say it in their bio. Like, I'm just here to fuck around. Don't bother swiping if you're not, you're not willing to meet up during quarantine. Yeah. That's so gross. Why are you so special? Honestly. What? I don't understand that. I really don't. Ugh. Can't. Stupid. All right, that's probably it <laughs> um, at this point. I, yeah, I'm just like I feel like everything's hitting, and also I'm just really excited because we are fingers crossed getting a new couch. Tomorrow. Getting a new couch tomorrow. I hope that works Woo! out. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all high crime pod. High crime. (laughs) And if you have, you know, 30 seconds, maybe even 20, go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and that really helps us out. More people can see us, and then more people can listen to us. Um, And don't let a fuckboy or girl trick you into messing up quarantine because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Now Mm -hmm. we all just follow what we're supposed to do. Yep. And, and stay safe and later, Later, buzz. buzz.